We are joined by Mashadi Munareng, who is a speaker and a pastoral counsellor. This morning, we are talking bouncing back after failure. I've just heard from uh, Brabenzito that Mashadi has been up since last night at 7 p.m. This is almost like a lunch break for Mashadi. Mashadi is working through the night until 7 a.m. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm strengthened. I think after hearing your sort of shifts, I we have nothing yeah. to complain about. <laughs> Zama Prapenzito, including myself, Ka, I, we shouldn't be complaining about coming to work this no, early. <laughs> and uh, good morning to the listeners as well. So you speak bouncing back after failure. That's what Mm -hmm. we are talking about. You know, I was saying as I introduced this topic that for me, there is no such thing as failure. I actually don't like the word because the word bears so many negative connotations. I usually say we fall so that we can get up, dust ourselves off, start walking again, baby steps up until we are strong enough to run. There is no failure. However, um, Explain to us what you you are referring to when you say failure. Are we talking setbacks here? Are we talking schools issues or businesses that fail, relationships that fail? You know what? I used to hate the word as well, May. And until I stumbled upon a book by um, John Maxwell, Failing Forward. And he taught me to actually embrace the the word failure, I'm going to hear it over and over, even if I don't like it. People like um, negative people who don't want me to prosper or anything like that will always remind me and they will call it failure. So I was like, you know what, I have to learn to accept that there is a word failure and it's alive. And we meet it every day. It's setbacks. It's not only at school. It can be at school. It can be in a business. It can be in relationships. It can be just in life in general. You know, whatever you 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 set yourself to do, just know that um, failure might come visit. And when it visits, don't be afraid of it. We're so afraid of it that when it comes, we feel it's 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 the end of the road. But failure is actually an introduction of your new self. It actually assists you to redo whatever it is that you tried to do and that you thought you would not do or that you thought you failed, and actually excelling it. <laughs> and be a pro. You know, you just you just repeat until you become a pro. Yeah. So, um, you know, in order for one to uh, be ahead and yeah. not necessarily experience uh, mm. uh, uh, what devastating failures or setbacks, one always needs to be prepared. How do we prepare ourselves? You know what? I think the listeners are going to get used to me saying this over and over. You have to know where you're going. Otherwise, you don't know what to prepare for. You know, if you have a vision, if you have a plan, if you have a goal, then you know what to prepare for and then you know how to prepare, right? I always say, I'm refer to the nursing process, I'm a nurse, by the way, that taught me uh, to deal with life um, differently. 
to assess, assess uh, the problem or assess where you want to go. Assess to see, are you needed? Will you be paid for it? What is it that you want to do there? Should you be there? Things like that. What are you going to need? What are you going to need? And then you plan your, or you, you diagnose to see, okay, if there are pitfalls, how am I going to, uh, what are the plan B? Should A fail, what is B going to be? Or where will I get B and C and whatnot? And then you can plan. So with your planning, you have, you have a full knowledge of where you're going, what you're going to need, what you're going to do, everything financially. You know, sometimes we plan, but we are afraid of planning our finances to say, okay, this is, maybe I want to study something or maybe I want to start a business or something like that. Let me, let me make an example about a business. I want to start a certain business. I don't want to face the fact that I don't have capital. I don't even want to talk about it. So I plan everything else. I, I, I assess and I do everything else except the finances. And then when I'm done, instead of implementing, now I'm stuck because the one thing that I was afraid to confront is now looking at me in the face. So we need to plan even the finance, the finances as well. And then after that, you can start implementing. I don't Once know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Once you've implemented your plans, then you have to evaluate. Am I reaching the goals that I wanted to reach? Am I doing what I wanted to do? Am I doing it the way I plan to do it? And then you start all over. So what I wanted to say um, when you were speaking about planning is that mm. a lot of people just don't plan. No, a lot of people are impulsive about everything when it comes to life. It's Zizobona, we will see. And once yeah. you try to become, you know, a planner, um, especially with things that have to do with the rest of your family or your organization, yeah. like, for instance, um, what we do here behind the scenes. If yeah. if um, yeah. content producer does not plan, it makes it difficult for technical producer to know how to move forward. It makes it impossible yeah. for the presenter to know what to do. So the yeah. planning... It involves everyone, but yes. we are all responsible for it, but we are all negatively or positively impacted if there is no yes. planning, right? Just like in the household, if you are planning on saving, like the example you've made, the entire family yes. needs to be involved. Um, yes. uh, you can't say we are going to KZN, but then you have not planned for not how planned. to get there. Are we driving there? Are we walking there? Are we cycling there? What is it that we are doing? And everyone involved in that journey needs to be prepared but yeah. i've seen especially with leadership yeah. people will see the problem well they'll assess see the problem mm -hmm. so they diagnose it mm -hmm. they'll plan mm -hmm. ah and implementation so there's nothing mm -hmm. to evaluate can we please <laughs> help people implement how do they implement you can't just give me you know a plan and do nothing about it you know what i'm not sure if i should really talk about leadership that much in terms of implementation. I want to talk about us. We are leaders in our own right. Yes. right? If we have a plan and we need to implement, obviously with that plan comes the policies and the procedures that we need to follow. And so sometimes nobody can really come to you and say, this is the plan and this is how I want you to do it. You have to be creative. Remember, what I like about implementation is that when you do it by yourself, you govern yourself, you lead yourself, somehow you reach out to 
to yourself and find out things, you know, your potentials that nobody else knew you had. And so, in a way, you are actually even paving your way out of the organization or maybe up into the leadership where you will do it better. So sometimes we really look at someone and, and, and expect them to tell us how to do things. Sometimes it's frustrating, but I love that frustration. I love that frustration because now it teaches me to now look into myself and, and you know, <laughs> bump into things, come back and find the roots. By the time I'm done, I, I, I'm, I'm empowered. And I've done that for myself, by myself, you know. And nobody can actually even even point to me and say I made you because I've done it myself. And so I think on that part, maybe I should encourage the listeners. If you are involved in a project and the team lead is is one of those who will just assess and diagnose and, and plan and not implement or not tell you the how to, just get up and do it. You know, there's a um, there's a, a a a guy in the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna quote here, uh, who was somewhere in the in the uh, uh, in the river or a pool, waiting for the angel to come and clear the pool. And when Jesus came and asked him, "Why are you still here?" He said, "There's nobody to help me." And he said, "Do you want to be made whole?" When he said yes, he said, "Get up and do it." You know, you just get up and do what you have to do when you have to do it, and the rest you will see as you grow. It's for your own growth. Now, when we are doing all this, how yeah. critical is it for us to be... Uh, how critical is it for us to be persistent and resilient? Because, yeah. in Angisha now I've planned... Uh, I've diagnosed, I've prepared, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm implementing... There are even whirlwinds in English that come from external factors. So I gave the example of us as a team that are this side, right? Um, So let me give an example. But Ben has done his planning as the content producer. He's communicated to Zalma, who's the uh, technical producer, so that everything is fine. Then Patricia is told, yes, this is what you need to do, so she now needs to implement on air. But we are all working together. Then Patricia has... Uh, trouble with uh, let me see she has trouble waking up in the morning so I end up not getting here <laughs> it's vungu vungu for Braben it's vungu vungu for Zalma right yeah, yeah. and how, how do they become resilient and persistent when there's an external fact because it's an external thing it's not their yeah. fault um, but their jobs are also reliant on it that the yeah. alarm didn't ring. I didn't hear it. I overslept. I didn't make it to the show. I'm figuring. So what yeah. is it that we do to remain resilient and persistent despite the external things? You know what? Okay, if you set your alarm and your alarm did not ring or you overslept or anything like that, forgive yourself, get up and do it again. That's all I can say for that. But there's something um, interesting. When opposition is a human being, it's difficult, right? Because now we're talking about even personality clashes. We're talking about attitudes. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. talking about yeah. You have to you have to be you have to be strategic. You know, as 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 someone who's got a plan, as someone who's got a plan to bounce back, you really want to get to this goal. You have to have a plan, and humility will take you too far. I must say, 
You know, there are people who you need to calculate with. It's all, sometimes it's annoying, if I might say it. But you know what? For your own good, you just humble yourself. You are not. You don't allow yourself to become a dormant. You feel assertive. You feel professional, but with humility. You know, if you have a, a different strategic plan to implement or a different something to add to the implementation, you come with it. Sometimes, you know, with the gifted people. Oh God, gifted people! You know, they get this excitement. Ne? where they come out as arrogant. But they're not arrogant. They're just excited. You know, they're, they're like the Joseph of the old times. They see a dream and they see how it can be done and they see it can be done tomorrow. And for some people, it's like really now, you know, how do you think we can achieve this? So, you know, I always say to the gifted people, tone down, tame, tame yourself and, um, you know, nature uh, and cover, protect your gifts. Let me put it that way. Cover your gifts in such a way that it's not intimidating to other people and find um, strategic plans, ways and, and, and ways to speak so that somebody can receive you. Sometimes you don't have to speak. You just have to do. And then somebody will say, oh, I didn't think it could be done that way. And then you've achieved the goal. You don't say, well... You know, you don't you don't become arrogant about it. You just you just smile and say thank you and move on and do it again. Continue to showcase your gifts silently, so not intimidating anyone. Well, to the example I gave, uh, uh, Zalma Brabenzito, it has not happened, but should it happen? Uh, mm. I would expect that because you are resilient and you are persistent, someone will come and take the mic and make sure of the show course. goes on. Between of the two course. of you, that side. <laughs> You cover up for a sister, right? Uh, Zama is not agreeing, but Ben is smiling and is like, hey, Coco, what yeah. are you saying? But but yeah. yeah, that's resilience. You know, you forge forward beyond the circumstances. We yes. need to also be flexible. Uh, exactly. and, and people usually, when it comes to certain areas of their lives, lack flexibility. And I feel that's where people end up feeling stifled and end up failing, if that's mm-hmm. the word we should use. Because you are mm-hmm. feeling too overwhelmed. You want things to be rigid. If things yeah. are not done this way, then yeah. they're not good enough. Yeah. So uh, how can we increase our flexibility in order for us to be able to bounce back should we fall or fail? I think this time you have to guide your anxiety portals. I love the word portals. I don't know. Because, you know, when when you know that you're someone who gets anxious easily, you have to um, know yourself to a point where you can actually tame yourself and understand that when something, when, when you're supposed to go left and you see an arrow saying go right, if you feel anxiety at that moment, yes, feel it now, get it over and done with, go left, you know. It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes you you will you will beat yourself up. Sometimes you will shoot yourself in the foot. But then that's what I'm talking about when I say you have to expect that when it happens, you forgive yourself. You give yourself the chance to do it again. You know, there's no you know there's no formula for anything. All of us, even though in school we get formulas for certain things, you will see that research also has a, a, a window that allows a question to be redone and researched. 
because nobody really has a formula to say this is it and nobody can do anything about it. It should be done this way. So sometimes you also get your own formula that will get you to the same result as somebody else or as um, whoever that maybe is your role model or anything like that. But you don't have to go the same way as them. You don't have to go the same route all the time. Let me give an example of of, um, people in the academy. Sometimes you've done a a certain degree. You're not getting a job. You are at home. You're stagnant. You feel like a failure. You feel low. You feel down. You don't want to get up. You don't want to face life. Why don't you look at another degree or diploma or whatever certificate that you can do, even if it's not in line with what you've done? Something that is in line with your potential. We have a lot. We have a lot of talents, by the way. We have a lot of potential. Some of them we have not even tapped into. You know, you you find that you are focusing on something. Meanwhile, if you actually take a turn to something else, you will get to that which you want to get to faster than waiting. So be flexible like that. Don't be don't be afraid to start something new at all people usually experience setbacks or failures um mm-hmm. forget to be in the moment and yeah. appreciate and be grateful for the small things so yeah. it's uh oh, i really don't want to do the shift oh no you know i'm tired of doing the shift yeah. and then they forget this shift is employment be grateful yeah. this shift yeah. is an opportunity to to earn an income and put bread on the table, be grateful. You actually yeah. are healthy and alive to be doing this shift. Be grateful yeah. for the health. So uh, can can we talk about cultivating the attitude of gratitude? You know, um, with this one, honestly, you have to write things down. You can't remember everything. You have to give yourself time. Have a conversation with yourself. Look back at where you're coming from until now and take everything that you did good that has ever happened in your life and be thankful for that thing. Most importantly, be thankful for life. You know, in this era that we are living in, if you're still alive, some, you know, had to fight through COVID. Some never even caught COVID. You know, we just heard about it. We saw it. Some of us, you know, in the health sector, we worked with it, but we never caught it. That on its own says a lot. You have a second chance to do something. And then you have to be, uh, 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 you know, you, you have to focus on your purpose. Thank God that you are alive now. Thank God that you are breathing now. Thank God that you can eat now. Thank God that you don't have pain now. You know, you're not you you don't need to go to the doctor with the money that you don't even have you know look at now and write things down what is it that i'm thankful for from where i'm coming from until now and learn to live life now today live in the now don't focus more on where you're going and why it's not happening and you know why me why that who must go through it if it's not you, who must go through it? Nobody wants to go through it. If there's anything, you're going through it because you are strong enough to handle it. If it is not your neighbor, it means your neighbor maybe could commit suicide if they have to go through what you are going through. So be thankful for what you have now. 
and it helps you. You know what? Gratitude opens up a lot of opportunities for you to think without pressure. You know, you 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 are able to smile and say, "Wow, if I could go through this." and be alive today, then it means I could do it again. And then you look back and think, what did I do differently then? What can I take from then to use now so that I can get to my next level? Mm, gratitude. Yeah. Um, and then there's one thing. We are not kind to ourselves. We are not no. patient with ourselves. We want to grow like other people people we mm-hmm. want to succeed like others with the same rate and yeah. and that can be dangerous because that on its own that uh, comparison with others can lead us to actually not doing well because you want to be someone else's carbon copy you don't want yeah. to be your own original yeah. so how help us how can we be kinder to ourselves patient with ourselves and yeah. let our own lifespan just move the way it needs to yeah first of all we are different guys <laughs> we are different there is not any other mashari out there it's just me we can share a name but it's just me i've got my own footprints my own fingerprints it's just me if i want to copy someone i rob myself of the opportunity to become my true self and to get to know my true self So I have to be myself and I have to be patient with myself and understand that, you know, there are people I love. I call them late bloomers. You know, we we look at them and we think, really, there's nothing going on for them. Meanwhile, actually, their life on its own, it's, it's sort of like a testament, like a book. You look at them, you realize that this person has been through X, Y, Z, and yet they are here. Look at them now at this age. I have I have my 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 sister, my mother's firstborn. She became a teacher at the age fifty six. Nobody thought she would do it with a degree, you know. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh my word, she's been she's been fighting all her life to be something. She cooked mm. in this thing. She sold whatever La Vita's name it. She sold it. And then until she decided she was going to do others. Before we knew it, she was graduating with a degree in education and she's now a full-time teacher. She got her first full-time job at the age of 56. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine if she had looked at um, her peers and wrote herself off because so-and-so is driving or maybe started driving at the age of 18. So-and-so started having a full-time job or whatever, five properties at the age of 30. Where would she be? I'm sure she would be sitting somewhere, maybe even, you know, giving herself to alcohol because she would have just written herself off. But she refused. I I love the fact that she refused to fall and stay down. She became resilient. She became, she fought. Life is war, guys. I always say when a baby is born, you know, when they start breathing, they cry because it's painful. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's painful for them to open up those lungs to air. They're used to water in the belly. So it's work. It's hard work for them to breathe. That's why they cry. That on its own must teach you that life is hard work. You can't just, I love the song that we played when we started, you can't just sit and complain and say, 
so and so is not doing this for me. I I don't have a friend. I don't have a family. I don't have. What do you have when inside of you that you can prepare yourself? Uh, start doing. If you have, I sold her food at school. I just sell anything, anything. Sell food this winter. Do something. You don't mm. know who's watching. Mm. You don't know who's looking. Mm. True. True. Now, uh, I'm going to wrap up with us, uh, but before I do so, uh, I think everyone would want to come to a hospital where you are. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which part of South Africa are you in? Because I'm in Victoria. I'm in Victoria. I'm not sure if I should say the name of the company, but my really manager is somewhere over there. We want to come to that hospital. It's going to be busy. <laughs> I'm in Zaid African Hospital. I'm a critical care nurse. And by the way, nursing for me is actually me taking a detour from what I wanted to do, you know? So when I say, yeah, when I say sometimes you just have to take a detour, it will take you where you want to go. I'm not talking just for a sake of motivating. I've been through it. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a very interesting one, the detour. Life is, uh, needs flexibility. So you, mm-hmm. you are a living mm-hmm. testament of what you do. And I, yeah. I really appreciate you joining us. Please continue so looking much. after those within your care in the healthcare yeah. industry and continue looking after us as you speak <laughs> to us about various elements of our lives. Thank you so very much for joining us, Mashadi. Mashadi, is there a way for people to contact you personally uh, for speaking engagements and for counseling? Yes, please. If you want to to contact me for counseling or speaking engagement, you can get me on 081-802-6194. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Holistic Wellness Solutions with Mashadi Monarin. By the way, there's a lot of videos there on bouncing back and all sorts of things that you would want to learn in terms of mental health and life in general. Ah, Sibong, thank yeah. you so very much, Mashadi. Enjoy You're the welcome. rest of your shift. Thank you. You too.